Hey, podcasters. Before I get to the episode, I want to take a moment to address the June 24th Supreme Court decision to overturn Roe v. Wade. This decision stripped away the legal right to have a safe and legal abortion. Restricting access to comprehensive reproductive care, including abortion, threatens the health and independence of all Americans. This decision could also lead to the loss of other rights. To learn more about what you can do to help, go to choice.crd.co. That's choice.crd.co. And I encourage you to speak up on your podcast as well. Take care and spread the word. Two opposing visions of podcasting's future are emerging. One side is betting on more screen time interactions. The other is working to make screens obsolete for podcast listening. Which path will win? Hello and welcome to another podcast pontifications with me, Evo Terra. Desktop consumption of podcast episodes is growing for the first time in, I'm going to go with ever. <laughs> I mean, really, it is unfathomable. Podcasters for years, podcasters since the beginning, have been mostly ignoring the browser-based interface. We know there are a handful of people who can't quite figure out how to subscribe and add a podcast feed and all of those things that everybody else has mastered. So we know that there is some desktop consumption that's happening. But if you look over time, especially as the prevalence of mobile devices that are now not only capable of downloading content, but sometimes providing a really amazing interface, I mean, these supercomputers in our pockets are quite great. As those continue to rise in popularity and penetration, we see desktop usage of podcast listening go down. Makes perfect sense. Except enter COVID-19 and the forced lockdown that we are all having to deal with. Suddenly, people are not on their mobile devices as much as they were, and they're doing a lot more time in front of their computer, not just during work times, but since their work time and home time is the same time, you get it. So we're seeing desktop consumption grow. Now, with that growth in desktop consumption, some interesting things are happening. Some enterprising companies, and no, I'm not going to name them, but some enterprising companies are taking another look at... I'll use the words as they were used originally, enhancing podcast episodes. And I just heard your eyes rolling. You might remember enhanced podcasting from back in the very early days of podcasting. Really enhancing podcasting wasn't much more than allowing for people who were looking at it, which was effectively no one, for images to show up on the podcast player and they could fast forward and skip. Again, did I mention no one bothered to do that? So, so enhanced podcasting's kind of went by the wayside. But as I just said, with this new huge resurgence in desktop listening on big computer, not on mobile device listening, we're seeing people take another look at that segmentation. Because there are things you can do on a desktop computer while you're listening to audio where it might be more appropriate to show Images, yes, but also videos. What about inserting content in that is more dynamically inserted, that is more topical, and I suppose, yes, ad-driven? 
But if people are doing more consumption on their big screen devices, that's causing some companies to look again at this and go, hmm, maybe now more than ever before, there's a time for us to revisit what was enhanced podcasting, but make it way better, way better. And no, not for every podcast, but for the podcast where it makes sense. We also have and have had in-car audio systems, which have a display. Sounds kind of weird. You know, my tape deck back in the 70s, I did not have a tape deck back in the 70s, <laughs> didn't have a screen on it. But now our cars have these smart displays in them. And podcasts have been on in-car audio systems almost since the beginning. There are a lot. There are devices, or not devices, but applications on your car, whether it's Android powered or Apple powered, which will the podcast apps show up in there. Great. But those have also been kind of wonky. They haven't just been great. They've just been a really rotten experience. I mean, they're still pretty buggy in my opinion, but they've been trying to develop these for the last 10 years. People are getting more and more used to these. So we're seeing on screen systems in car getting more interesting and better for podcast listening. We're not there yet. We're a long ways to go, but there are a lot of new companies in. There was just an announcement last week of a company that's trying to make the metadata that goes into these in-car audio systems much better so that it is a better navigating experience through podcast episodes when we're driving in our cars. You know, if we ever drive in our cars again. Same thing goes for smart speakers at home. Just over the weekend, I moved my smart speaker that has a screen that I've only really ever used to show the time next to my television and occasionally the temperature, which is dumb because I have plenty of devices around me that show the time and I can just pull out of my pocket instantly or I can just ask what time it is if I need to. And the temperature is always hot because I live in Arizona. So I just moved that smart speaker with the screen into my kitchen so that I can do more with it as I want to be visual for recipes and things like that. What can we do with a podcast experience on a visual smart speaker? Does anybody want to see that? I don't know, but maybe there's an opportunity there. Now, all of these things I've talked about for the last five minutes, it's nothing new. These, everything I just mentioned has been around since almost the beginning. Okay, the smart speakers are new and the smart speakers with screens are kind of new. But not all that new. But the world is different now. I just mentioned the ubiquity, the ubiquitousness, ubiquitous nature, there we go, of mobile devices. Apps are getting better. The interfaces are getting better. Developers and designers are getting better at those things. So there's a huge shift right now towards more screen time interactions. But at the same time, smart earbuds. Have you had a new set of earbuds lately that don't connect with a cord? You know, these, the ones that, ma that Apple makes, I don't need, need to name them. The ones that Apple makes have computer chips inside of them. They have the ability to detect when they're in the ear, when they're not in the air. Again, they've got their own computer chips in them so they can do some own in their own processing. Imagine what happens when we transition to smart wearable devices, which have no screen whatsoever. I mean, I love my, the wireless air, uh, earbuds that I have right now. 
to listen to podcasts in. The problem is I can't only listen to podcasts with earbuds. I still have to use my phone to navigate between tracks and, and various things. But these smart earbuds are tactile. There's a button I can press to do things. They're voice activated and aware. So I can talk to them or I can just talk and it can pick it up and do what I want it to do afterwards. And so while none of them that I know of are smart enough to search and change podcast order, episode orders, and other sorts of things and make recommendations, you know, there's not a crazy future in where that is the case, where this AI that has no screen, that is simply a voice interface that's plugged directly into my ears could be the way to go. Now, which one of these is going to win? Um, both, really. I honestly think both of them are going to win. I'm excited about both of them for very different reasons. If I had to pick one that I'm the most excited about, I'd really like where smart earbuds might go and the total screen-less interface. But I don't think we're getting away from screens anytime real soon. Now, a quick message to my longtime podcasters out there. I, I know you've if you've listened to this and you've probably already turned off because you're thinking, oh, man, here's Evo talking about something that we've already done before, and I just don't see what's in it for listeners. <sighs> Everything we did before was in a different environment than we live in today. That's step number one. So things can come back and be modified. And step two is I don't really care that much about listeners today, or at least I don't care about them as much as I care about listeners of tomorrow. And if better screens while we're listening is good for the person who's not yet listening to a podcast, great. If a total screen-less environment and even an interface-less environment where it's only through your voice and through your finger taps onto smart earbud, if that's what they need, great. That's what's going to bring more people into podcasting, which, as you know, is kind of a big kick of mine. Now. Thank you very much for listening. I'm going to end the episode here. Two things real quickly there. One, I would really appreciate it if you would tell a friend, tell someone you know about podcast pontifications. Maybe they're thinking about crazy stuff like this. Send them this episode and tell them to listen to the show. Second, if you would like, please go to buymeacoffee.com slash evoterra and leave a couple of shekels for your uh, friendly neighborhood contrarian in the podcasting world. Okay? Okay. I'll see you tomorrow for another podcast pontifications. Cheers. While Americans overwhelmingly support the right of an individual to make their own decisions about abortion, unfortunately, that right is no longer protected everywhere in the U.S. The Supreme Court overturned Roe v. Wade on June 24th. Abortion is a basic healthcare need for the millions of people who can become pregnant. Everyone should have the freedom to decide what's best for themselves and their families including when it comes to ending a pregnancy. This decision has dire consequences for individual health and safety and could have harsh repercussions for other landmark decisions. Restricting access to comprehensive reproductive care, including abortion, threatens the health and independence of all Americans. Even if you live in a state where abortion rights are upheld, Access to safe medical procedures shouldn't be determined by location, and it shouldn't be the privilege of a small few. You can help by donating to local abortion funds. 
To find out where to donate for each state, visit donationsforabortion.com. That's donations, the number four, abortion.com. If you or someone you know needs help, or if you want to get more involved, here are five resources. One, Shout Your Abortion is a campaign to normalize abortion. Two, Don't Ban Equality is a campaign for companies to take a stand against abortion restrictions. Three, Abortion.Cafe has information about where to find clinics. Four, PlanCPills.org provides early at-home abortion pills that you can keep in your medicine cabinet. And five, choice.crd.co has a collection of these resources and more. We encourage you to speak up, take care, and spread the word.